minute. Crossface. The Daily Talk Show. A conversation sometimes worth recording with Josh Jansen and Tommy Jacket. It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 166. What's Boom. going on? Mate, uh, the countdown. 26 days. New York City. I'm excited for the uh, for the time when we're in the same room and you don't have to say boom after I say like my first line. Yeah, well, you could say shakalaka when I say boom, <laughs> boom shakalaka. Yeah. I think with the delay, it would I would sound even more awkward than I already do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, I forgot to tell you that I got along with your present uh, for my birthday, yeah. uh, Oculus Go. Cool. Is Which this is, like a um, a portable? Yeah. What what is it? Yeah. So it's Facebook. Remember how they have um, created their own, uh, you know, uh, headset. Yeah. And so this is one of the Facebook uh, VR headsets. Amazing. Which, um, yeah, Jules Lung got it for me. Thanks, bro. I know you're listening. Do you reckon <laughs> he got it as a as a freebie doing the face to face podcast? No, no, no. Facebook. He, he did send me the um, purchase information, which had the the cost on, the cost on there. So, oh, um, classic. But I just got a message saying that it's it's currently being delivered. Um, so I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's like it's so interesting. Those kind of pieces of technology is not something, as you know, uh, that I would probably go and buy just because I'm not that techie. Yeah. Um, but I'm super interested in them. So I'll be the guy with one of those. And Between the AirPods and this, you're um, you're out geeking me, <laughs> mate. Those things are unbelievable. It's like I feel like the such AirPods. a dick. The AirPods, yeah, I feel like such a dickhead because <laughs> it's like everyone's had them for ages, and I'm just like, dude, these are amazing. Have you sh- you can just touch it like this. Everyone's like, nah, we know. Do you actually use the touch feature? Of course like I do. The tapping. Oh, I've never used it. I tap for uh, double tap for Siri. Yeah, but you don't use Siri like I do. Nah. I like, use Siri. What is the use case for Siri? Tap tap. Sorry, I just call. caught you half half drinking your Seven uh, Eleven coffee. Yeah, I go tap tap. Call Amy Jacket or I write text messages. Um, uh, you can yeah. I just like the feature where you take one out and it turns off the music. That is the only problem though, because I'm so used to just like ripping one out and <laughs> ripping one out, ripping one out when I um. <laughs> see somebody and so I don't have that same ability to just fling it out of my ear and let it swing Uh, this sounds weird (laughs) (laughs) just stop I think you're probably the best audience for all of those home products like the the audio like the voice products if you're actually using Siri you might be the guy that asks Siri to buy something from the shops yeah, yeah, I could definitely see myself doing that. I see these things like I like to utilize the use of products. That's why I've I've been a big fan of Siri cuz not many people have spent the time with her and got to <laughs> you know You are her the only got- guy using the face detection and Siri <laughs> like and actually enjoying it. Uh, yeah, but well, I I get it. You want to I but I think that that's the um I take a more sort of user experience approach which is if it doesn't make my life easier in yeah. a big way, I'm not going to use it. 
Yeah, I mean, the the problem with that, though, is that you're always looking for the thing that is perfect straight away. Because all these things take a little bit of effort to get used to. Like, you know, Siri Siri and I have been on many dates. Some have been difficult. Now we're, um, we're smooth sailing. So you think that, like, because I, I remember people saying that about Siri, what, like four or five <clears throat> years ago. But yeah. it still doesn't, like, what are you getting now? with Siri that you couldn't get before? Like, what's the real improvements? Uh, well, I think you, you learn wh- how to talk to her, as in <laughs> what works, how fast you have to talk, um, when to start talking. <laughs> She's she, she runs my life. She sounds like yeah. I've got a really controlling girlfriend. <laughs> it's, it's got that vibe. Have you actually used the, um, the VR, a VR headset before? Uh, I tried on one at um, ages ago, so long mm. ago. So I'm really and and it wasn't amazing. It was actually and I hadn't thought about this day for so long. Remember the time that Jules and I were in Sydney and we went to some convention and we saw bumped into you. Do you remember that? That w- hang on, it's only just hit me that 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 was you saw me at the game on event. That was the one yeah. where only. One person rocked up to my uh, talk. <laughs> you were there. Yes. Yeah, I was there. I, I totally forgot because I, I was thinking, because we went to VidCon on the weekend, Jules and I, mm. and I was like, was this the same event as what we went to in Sydney and we saw Josh? Which would, that day was pretty much the catalyst to for me to sort of connect with you and I then messaged you after that. That's so weird. I don't even remember. Like, I couldn't... Because that happened way before <laughs> we had properly connected. But yeah. to be honest, I can't actually remember. Like, now that you say it, I sort of semi can remember it. But I just remember... You got a semi. Jules being there. Hashtag semi. Um, <laughs> no, you know why you probably can't remember it? It's because you're probably sweating bullets about doing a talk. And then yeah, your worst nightmare no came to life. <laughs> and there was one person in the room. That's so... You know, when you say to life, this is something for people to look out for. When I was working um, at Invato, they were trying to come up with this, um, like a tagline, the, the communications team. And yeah. my idea was helping your ideas grow. And it was sort of like Invato has like this leaf, right? And so what I wanted to do was create this animation where you have a leaf and then it connects up to all these other leaves and it becomes a tree and it's your idea and all that sort of thing yeah. uh, but they they went with um, help uh, bringing your ideas to life but the thing is if you look out in the world and see how many companies are saying that they're bringing something to life I just see yeah. it every second campaign is all about bringing blah blah to life. It actually yeah. it started to drive me insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's not much to choose from. I don't know how clever you can get in uh, in half of these little ad campaigns. The 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 silliest ad campaign I thought, and it made me angry. And um, <laughs> it was I was on punt road, so I was already annoyed sitting in traffic, and I pull yeah. up to the lights where just before you're about to go under Richmond Station. Um, one it's of the a sort pixel of billboard type of thing? Yeah, so yeah, it's a digital billboard. It's about halfway yeah. to work. So I'm right in the middle of it. And there was this um, 
this uh, promotional um, billboard for, uh, I think it was like Deakin University or one of the universities in Melbourne. And it was mm-hmm. like, it said something like, don't like the traffic on Punt Road? Well, do something about it. And then it was like, um, uh, it was like a degree for um, some oh, uh, engineering which they were just, it was like this silly approach to going, you could be an engineer and change the roads to remove the traffic. Fuck off, you're I'm not sure, doing that. It's, no, it's, uh, they're thinking of politics. I feel like the uh, it's got nothing to do with engineers because the thing is that I'm sure the answer is just add more fucking lanes, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, yeah. The, well, the, yeah, they've got to do something. Mate, you're not going to remove people from Melbourne. There's more people coming every single year. They've just actually announced, I don't know if you've seen this, like this uh, like a ridiculous rail network is being built in Melbourne. So I know we've spoken about it. We've talked about it on this show like a, you know, a train to the airport that will be built in 20 years' time or something that's costing yeah. some ridiculous amount of money. And we were laughing at just like the announcement of these things that are so far away, but they're just owning them now. Um and anyway, they've just released this huge rail network that basically connects every line together and the airport. It's it construction like it will not be done until I think past twenty fifty. And the dude who wow. announced it, there's a big chance he'll be dead. Like it's yeah. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's like we're doing it, guys. Uh, it's happening. It takes so much time, doesn't it? You just have to look at the. Um, what I always find fascinating is you look at the old um, Dubai photos. Have you seen that? Where it's like oh, yeah. 1995, 2000, and how much those cities have like developed over the years. Yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, I look guess I mean. You've got to do it right. You've got to actually mm. put in the, um, you know, like what's the the solution? I guess like the amount of disruption that's going to be in creating this mega train system has got to mm. be massive. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. My friend is actually working on the rail, and he said Melbourne is ha, Melbourne in Melbourne has the most work in Australia for working on the rail. Um, it's like one of the the biggest growth cities, and he he's been doing like night shift. And so, if you wanted a job on the rail, he reckons if you got in like a year or so ago, you'd be making a shitload of money. What do you actually um, do working on the rail? Yeah, you, you're lifting heavy shit. You're helping like um, so they're doing you know uh, crossing removals. So they're replacing tracks. They're working on the metro tunnel. There's all these different roles. It's kind of like people who are into going out to the mines and um, and working on on that kind of stuff, <laughs> just heavy lifting. It, I'd yeah. I'd be I'd be too um, too sooky. Oh my back hurts. <laughs> you're speaking to me here, but do you know that I've actually been in the um, the city loop, so the the train the the tunnel yeah. when it was closed at two thirty in the morning. What what were you doing there? So when I was working at the uh, Metropolitan Fire Brigade, uh, this was this would have been 2011, 2010, something like that. Uh, maybe even two thousand nine. I'm not good with timings. I think it was two thousand nine. But um, they basically were doing anti-terrorism drills. 
Ooh. with the the fire the fireys, the police, the ambos. It was sort of a joint um, operation, and I was in the media department, so I went down and filmed. And so they had like a, a, basically a um, actors who had just been like in a terrorist incident or like screaming and stuff and they had to get them out. Yeah, it was pretty intense. Oh, I've actually seen some photo, some footage of that at a train station. It looks scary because they can't, like, you can't be having any public see it because it looks totally yeah. legit. Yeah. So they do, it, they do it in like, it was 2.30 in the morning and it was on um, Collins Street was where we accessed um, Melbourne Central Station. But yeah, that was that felt like a cool experience that you know, you you're only going to get if you're working within, you know, a government agency or you're just a uh, a little criminal like I was <laughs> and I went down this tunnel. I found this grate that I just lifted up this big thing, climbed down this ladder and it took me down into the subway when really? I when I was did, young. Yeah, did you get a this foot long. F- <laughs> Were you smelling the bread? Is that what it was? It was um, Flagstaff Gardens in Melbourne. There's, I just literally found, climbed up on this thing. I was like, "Fuck, that looks like it goes down to the subway." You could feel the breeze coming up. You know how it creates yeah. all the air. And so I went down there, and I've re- and I've gone back in recent years, and I look down. And they've totally locked it all up and put like a security system because it does. It blows me away, like the shit. The shit that used to, you used to be able to access when I was growing up, it's like yeah. they hadn't. No one was thinking of terrorist attacks. <laughs> like no well, one was thinking, oh, if this if someone gets down here and just puts a bomb here, yeah. No, they're not. Well, I even was thinking about that with uh, unprotected Wi-Fi, right? So um, nowadays, if you, you go to a we- <laughs> <laughs> no, if you go to a, if you go to a website, um, most websites. Uh, HTTPS nowadays, which means yes. they're secured. But, um, you know, 10 years ago, the only sites that were HTTPS were your banking sites and stuff like that. And what it means is if they aren't HTTPS, they're not uh, encrypted, they're not secure. So the packets of information over the, wi- uh, the Wi-Fi can just be sniffed out basically so someone can be on the network and can see imagine there's packets in the air and they you can see them and basically you could find out you know password information and stuff like that and i remember um early days of facebook uh there was a firefox extension that you could um download onto your computer and you could sit on a... This was before they went to a secure network to HTTPS. This would have been 2008, uh, 2009. And um, yeah, basically I could um, sit with my laptop and if anyone logged in to Facebook or was on Facebook, their profile picture would come up on the app and I could click on their face and it would log me in as them. Jesus. And so, like you're talking about that whole security thing, it's amazing, you know, like going, um, being in Slovenia at the moment, there's, I was so surprised at how many open Wi-Fi points there are. So, it's not Mm. even like putting in a a password to access it and it's awesome. But the problem is that you are opening yourself up to uh, people going on the network and doing dodgy shit. Yeah, so, well, um, I was like on the networking at um, Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport, 
was just like just you can just log in there's free mm. wi-fi at most of those airports and, yeah. and you never you think i'd never use them in melbourne because i've got internet access here so you mm. just like when you d- dumb tourists like me just logging in anywhere oh fuck they got free wi-fi just yeah. log and straight it's okay. in it's it's gotten a lot better like if it's https it's a lot like a lot more secure but i've been um using a vpn for most of the time there's um express vpn which we use plus i've also got nord vpn so if backup. i've got my mobile phone hat like mm. and there's no chance i'm getting a vpn because i've got no idea what it is what yeah. do you what's the risk for me if i'm just on my phone signing in like, like it's pretty i think it's it's fairly low nowadays <sighs> but i think that um it is it is handy right there you got the sniffles <laughs> Correct. I nearly sneezed. Uh, are you feeling okay? Yeah, I'm good. You just did a little sort of thing, like you did a little bit of wee came out, that sort of face. But, uh, Mate, I'm, but I turned thirty, not eighty. <laughs> well, you've never, you know, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> you don't know what I mean. No, but um, no, I think that you you're fairly okay. But a, a VPN is good because what that's doing is it's creating a tunnel. Uh, a virtual private network it, it creates a tunnel so no one can see what the traffic is that you're going to so you could go to facebook or whatever like for instance we have a, a, a friend um that uh you know works at a company and they have a uh, you know a wi-fi and basically on the the admin of the the wi-fi network can see what site what are the main sites that people are going to and um, our mate was saying that the um, one of the sites was like a dating website, but the thing is, everyone in the building is like uh, like in long term relationships. Dirty so, dogs. But so, but the thing is that um, that basically can happen where if you go to websites and stuff, and you're on a network, they can see what those sites are, and so. Um, you know, if you're at work, you might not necessarily want people to know that you're uh, going on social media or stuff like that. So use a virtual private network. Everything everything goes through the tunnel, basically. So they just see that there's a connection, but they don't actually see what the sites are that you're going to. Yeah, I, I remember working in for companies and you're restricted or you kind of have that mindset. Because I've never, like, you, you when you work for yourself, you know, you, yeah not thinking about that kind of stuff not that i'm yeah. going to dating websites but i just remember you always thinking oh they they could be looking at my emails like when yeah. i when i quit the radio station in shepherd and i was still there for a little while after and i was convinced that my emails because all, all i have to do is ask you know uh tech to to forward all emails to yeah. me or something like i wouldn't be able to tell that stuff Mm. And we were convinced that that yeah that I started getting email that they were getting our emails. Not that we were slagging them off. We yeah. were plotting something actually. It was even worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well I had a mate that was um working for a company. His his company was actually acquired by another company and that company turned out to be a bit terrible to work with and um Oof. turns out they'd gone into the computers and gone to iMessage and all that sort of stuff and basically had read all of his messages where he was slagging off this company oh, and God. like front-footed them like he was getting ready to leave and they ended up front-footing it and basically um, fucking shit up. So, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely worthwhile 
being as um, secure with your communications. And I think probably the best way to be secure is not using a work device for personal shit. Like if you've yeah. got a um, if you've got a work phone, don't have WhatsApp where you're like slagging people off on your work phone and be using that and thinking that you're going to be okay. Well, you, can they access your WhatsApp? No, Could well, the thing is access- that they could, they they could access the phone at any time. So I think that's what people don't realize is it's like if you if if the proper if the phone is the property of the place that you work at. You just you don't want to be doing anything on that device that you wouldn't be okay with them saying. I don't think yeah. anyway. Yeah, I, that should be the filter. Just writing emails in general, because you don't yeah. feel like if you're accidentally sending an email and it goes to the wrong person. Fuck that! That scares me. I mean, not that There's I send a, those. Not that well, I yeah, no, but you just, the thing is, it's just you want to have that filter, you know? Yeah. Um, talking about the tell us your story thing, I found a blog that I was I uh, remembered the other day. Actually, did, were we talking about the tell us your story no, thing I don't at know all? What you're or did I literally? About. Okay, so <laughs> I didn't connect these dots. The other thing that I was thinking about when all of this um, around the bringing uh, your ideas to life or bring whatever to life is how many companies say, tell us your story. Yes. And so there's a website called tellusyourstoryblog.tumblr.com and basically someone just posts every single time a company says like, share your story or tell us your story. (laughs) It's like cookie companies and like, I'm just going through it right now, just like cinemas, uh, Weber grills. What did you grill this past hashtag Weber weekend, share your grilling stories with us. Yeah, but it's good to sort of be pull-ups, got a silly potty training story, share it with us and you might see it illustrated here next month. It's just, I think, a good way to remember that um, to, to not be too cliche in what you're trying how do to you do. Th- how are they finding these? Do you think they've got like a Google alert? Looking for yeah. the word. I mean, story. Story is such a common word. Well, tell is, us your story on Twitter would be easy. So, so Matt, that fucking noise. Oh, yeah. Bree, there was a guy at a cafe that was doing that noise today, and Bree said, "Let's go." She couldn't handle it. <laughs> it's just too. It does make my my throat feel funny. Are you feeling Mate, better than that? It, Got it out. I, I hope. I hope it's um, less annoying than that voice you had. Very true. That the, weird little gremlin of you. This is why we need um, the uh, the cough buttons when we when we oh, have yeah. the studio to be able to to press it. No, the but, problem um, is it's fire. It's it's just six. It's six thirty a.m. here in Melbourne, yeah. and it's like when you get up, it's you know it's cold. Both extremes. Both extremes Sniffle. of the day. Early morning and evening. Like late evening, I feel like you get the worst versions of people, and so hundred percent. This is why this this show is so great. <laughs> Just back to your story thing. The story is like the the buzzword. It's the hot top. It's the hot phrase, and has yeah. been for a little while. What do you th- What do you think we'll land on next? Have you got any ideas? Because you're thinking, you're always thinking ahead in the future and seeing little things pop up. Is there anything anyone that mm. anything that anyone's saying? that you think will sort of stick um, any buzzword-esque uh, words, yeah. ar- especially around content and 
and um, online content. I th- like even I reckon. Even, even, yeah, I reckon yeah. we're going to see a bit about um, dis- disconnection. I think is going to be. I think we're only seeing just the start of that. I think it's going to be. I reckon there's going to be a big move over the next three to five years around around um, <clears throat> disconnecting from your device and mm. uh, potentially maybe having a bigger distinction between uh, our virtual lives and our um, uh, you know being out and about because I just I've, I even saw it when we were in places like Turkey where it's like yeah. everyone is on their phones all the time mm. so I feel like it's got to be something around that yeah no I, I reckon you could be spot on we all are dude it's yeah, I catch myself constantly walking behind this woman and I was on the phone yesterday looking down. I was just like f- finding music to put on to then put back in my pocket. But I was just like, if you were looking over at us, she's walking ahead, I'm sort of behind her. It's, it's so zombie-like. Yeah. Just like looking down in the moment, but we're it's- outside walking in, in nature. Yeah, I think that potentially the other thing too will be around living, like what it means to live. Like is mm. being on device, is like if you're having fun playing a video game, are you like, are you living? Are you having a great life? Mm. I mean, some people are on Fortnite. Yeah. But then <laughs> it's, yeah, maybe that is living for some people. Mm. I think... There's like they're realities, and if the reality that isn't the actual reality that you're living in is better than yours, mm. um, so like you know computer games. I remember playing so much of you know GTA. I'd be Grand Theft Auto. Um, you know, I was stoned. I was stoned, <laughs> but I uh, I remember just thinking, like feeling like I was in this game. That's the closest. Oh, you know, and Counter Strike and um, Call of not Call of Duty. There was another one. An I love Duke Nukem: like, Time to Kill. Oh yeah, that was a PlayStation that was, game. Was super old. They, Tony I, Hawk. I, I, Tony That's Hawk. Yes, on um, PlayStation. Yeah, the first PlayStation. Yeah, that far was out. But yeah, when, I remember being in those games for so long and just thinking it was hard to sort of switch off when you get out of them. And that's the thing with, you know, Oculus Go. The You're in this reality that seems like your reality and it will be mm. sometimes better than your existing reality, which is the danger because then people are like, con- you know, addicted to this thing. That's where it, it's, where it comes from. Well, I, I don't think there's a single truth, right? When there's not a single truth, then... I think that there's not a single reality and I think that for you know some people maybe doing doing that sort of stuff is better than you know what's out there on the other side for them but um I just think that I notice that the um especially traveling uh screen time and just trying to um control that and trying not to just you know, I said how much better I'm feeling just being able to write down everything I need to do. Mm. But um, yeah, there's a definitely, I've noticed on this trip just how wired I'd gotten with um, technology. Like uh, habitual, like you just... Yeah. 
felt going for your phone checking, constantly. Yeah. Just constantly checking or constantly. And the problem is that useful stuff is merged into really like shit. Like so technology has enabled us to book this whole trip. You know, we mm. haven't used a travel agent. We've literally just booked as we went. And so using Expedia, Booking.com, Airbnb, all of these sites have been awesome. Yeah. And they've been like if we have if we weren't able to do that, then we wouldn't have been able to have the trip that we've had. But at the same time, that same device is the one that you can go down a rabbit hole and look at like I went on news.com.au today just to see what's happening. It's just like so many negative stories. Like it's all pretty oh, yeah. depressing. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of bullshit. Do you, yeah. are, are you um are you thinking about how you're going to control Bodhi's screen time when he's getting older? Mm, it's hard. It's it is like crack. It's their drug. And I and I don't. Yeah, it's such a weird thing. It's because it's changing. It's not. You can, yeah, they they are just feeling. They're just. That's where it's beca- You can start to see where it's sh- it shifts their emotions. Mm. Um, and that's the scary bit where you, you, they can be so upset and want something, but then I'm then I'm sort of you know we're starting to work out like okay, when he doesn't want something, you can't just you know the give, rewarding that feeling within him isn't teaching him anything, and so you know and then it's like the mo- then we have to read the situation so it's like do he ne- do we need to survive in this moment by doing that. And yeah. then is that being selfish? And then, you know, you've got to have like you got to be strong enough sometimes to, even when we don't want to give him something and it's painful for us for us to deal with it. But then we've got our life, our life to <laughs> consider, yeah. like how, what what's going on in my world that I um, am strong enough to resist, just curing that moment of him yelling and screaming with the device. Like that's where you've got to. So many things are at play when you're being a yeah. parent. Well, you're it's, pacifying um, those things, right? I think that the thing is that the the devices can sometimes make us numb to the, the situation that we're actually in. So that rather yeah. than dealing with the situation at hand where, you know, using the device to distract us, I think that mm. that's probably the risky bit. Yeah, it's um, it's something I've been thinking about quite a bit and I don't know the answer yet I think it's like I I think we've given him more screen time than I thought I would before you get in you're like oh you watch it when you're when you're parent when you're watching from the outside I know my thoughts were different to what they are now because yeah I I didn't have a kid I didn't have a, <laughs> a little wild maniac at that point and um and now I do but they like it's annoying you I got home and he was just up in bed watching something I was like, Bodie, Bodie, look at me. And you just wouldn't look at me. It was just loving it. Looked up, just blank face, looked back down. What do you want, Dad? It's so, it's so funny. It's it's no different uh, when you've actually when you're in a relationship. It's just like your partner gets home, you just on Facebook, look up. What's up? But that's the <laughs> that's down. the risk, isn't it? That's the yeah. I think that the um the concern is that the connectedness that we're feeling online yeah. is uh removing that connectedness within the real life. R- yeah. Real world. 
I am just glad that I can say I was from a time that didn't have that stuff. Yeah. Uh, in terms, like I reckon we were, we were sort of on that back end of the generation where, you know, now you're growing up, everyone has smartphones, like any mm. kid. But I remember the time that we didn't have that shit. And then we had the first one, MySpace and that, you know, that stuff at scale, which is good. Yeah, I well, still remember. I think this is going to be, it's, it's going to be the thing, like this, what we're talking about now, I reckon is going to be the biggest topic. This is what people are going to be talking about. When Bodhi's generation is at the age of 18 or, you know, 25, yeah. um, I think that it's going to, we're, we're going to work out what the impact has been on, on technology, you know, with technology. Yeah. That's interesting. We, well, um, we got an email I'll, from Michelle. Did, oh, did we? Yeah, I need. Uh, you gone. Oh, I was just going to say, I need you to give me the password for um, the daily talk show. Mate, you can give it to me live on here. It's all good. A, can you use a fucking password manager? Can you explain no, I do. It, how you end up losing the password? So no, I've got it on my phone, and the the it looks like the Da Vinci Code when you send it through to me. So that's pretty much your fault because um, they've well, auto-generated. complex, you, yeah. You could have just have, at least have Josh, Tommy, one, two, three. That's good enough, no, isn't it? No, that's <laughs> shit. But uh, no, I'll sort that out for you. Last pass is what we use, which is good. Um, yeah. But uh, Michelle, subject line, log line for Jaws, best shark, oh, sorry, bad shark, kill shark. So she couldn't come up with one for our show, but she's managed okay. to, Jaws doesn't need any more uh, publicity. But she also um, <laughs> says happy birthday, Tommy. So oh. uh, thanks, Michelle, for the email. Cheers. Yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, mate. Uh, well, have a good day. And I'm um, I'm looking forward to uh, the US. It's coming up. It's very exciting. Yeah, I've got the count- countdown on my end. So uh, you're still on holiday, so you're probably not counting down. Um, no, I'm excited. I'm excited for like I'm excited for the podcast and what we're able to do in person versus the uh what people are getting at the moment is I think very different to in person TJ and JJ and it's not a yeah, bad 100%. thing but it's just it's just different. Yeah, 100%. It's uh it it's will a talk show everyone. Uh, have a good one. We'll catch you tomorrow. See you guys.